Hello listeners and welcome to episode 5 in Tech in Our Lives podcast. I'm your host Mushiri and today's topic is tech in medicine. So that means we have a doctor in the house. Well, it, not in this house but in his house since I'm recording over the internet. And today we'll be talking about technology in medicine from diagnosis, surgery, prosthetics and record keeping. For your information, this is the second attempt of failing miserably the first time which was Dak last year. His name is Austin and he's also a DJ. So we'll ask him a little bit about. So Austin, karibu. Ah, uh, salimia watu. Ah, asante sana captain. Nimekaribia vizuri sana. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I hope today we'll manage to do a good session. I think it will be a nice one and interesting one. Ready to be on board. Yeah, last time eh, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. But uh, it's okay. We did it. Good thing we didn't run out of days. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the other time I asked you your favorite piece of tech that or gadget that is not a smartphone, and you say that's when you told me you are DJ. Maybe you can tell us a bit more about that part of your life briefly. <laughs> it's an interesting part, actually. Most guys don't know I used to be okay I'm I still am a DJ part time just like a, as a hobby I've never gone like full professional on it I'm self taught I started back in campus that's when I had like my first real gig of course nilikuwa na mix tu pale kwa nyumba kidogo by then we were just using virtual DJ it was simple easy to use you load your tracks calculate your bpm set rpm vizuri mix your tracks guys were so happy we got gigs i joined a group they even did like a whole album we did an album launch then i think after camp wow. guys just went their separate ways but then while i was working now as a doki i met some other two doctors who actually were doing gigs and i joined them first as an attendee of the gigs then i think he saw potential akaniambia ah sufanya moja and that's how it started i think way back from 20 2014 yeah so 2014 15 16 up to date we do like one two gigs every year it's called domino revolution you can check us out on instagram and facebook peer see what we do interesting interesting a doctor being a dj any correlation apo <laughs> in any way <laughs> any similarities <laughs> being a doctor uh, and a dj wow hey kuna similarities clearly i think it's just uh, a way of releasing stress because music to me i usually say music is life and i i find it very soothing very relaxing like it will get me from 0 to 100 when i'm feeling sad it will cheer me up when i want to relax i can use music to relax so it's my way it's my way of letting out i think Like and at least none, I'm also it doesn't it doesn't compromise the the professional beat also yeah so i want us to dive to um, to the topic of the day maybe you maybe you can give a brief overview of how things were kitambo by kitambo i mean what you experienced maybe as a patient or growing up and the differences that were there maybe in a in a brief way because later we're going to get into specifics Yeah so yeah so technology has really helped medicine like from the 
few years of experience i have uh, like i think i'm now in my ninth year of active practice technology has been of real help like from doing things manually to doing things using robots and being able to see features inside a body that you couldn't see before like images are almost in 4D nowadays like you can see things it's almost like <laughs> having images in 4K you feel like you're actually inside Apondani kabisa your work has been made super easier you're spending less time doing surgeries able to work on many patients like almost double the number in a one particular day and you're able even to get assistance from someone who is far off in another country just by having a video link yeah it's oh. been really amazing okay let's get to diagnosing a patient now a patient has come maybe complaining about something let's say you want to check what's wrong with him what is available maybe you want to check the, maybe the stomach parts that maybe you can't reach growing up in the clinic that i used to go the only thing that they could use is a stethoscope i think that was it and maybe some blood test that's it but i don't know if things have changed because nowadays when you go to that triage you, they they take like other than your temperature there's blood pressure that wasn't really common back then but now it's like a standard <laughs> yeah 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 at least for everyone at least for every clinic actually most guys will have like portable bp machine so blood pressure machine so it's like a small gadget and you press buttons it will take for you the pulse it will take for you the blood pressure thermometers unakumbuka the kitambo ones were actually they had what was it alcohol yeah they had alcohol ndani na kameniscus a red ball zingine <laughs> ni mercury they had like yeah. a red ball inside that you had to look place under the patient's armpit for like five minutes before you get an accurate mm. temperature but you see nowadays like the patient comes in you point a gun at them chup in less than one second you have their body temperature bp machine ikohapo in the meantime it's also taking the bp at the same time yeah so it's it's really made life much easier imagine initially with the mercury blood pressure machine so the nurse would tie the cuff then they start putting a stethoscope on your arm then they are pumping the machine pumping pumping then releasing slowly to listen you needed a quiet environment if the patient moves you get a wrong reading if there are children crying you can't hear nicely so then again <laughs> wrong readings of blood pressure so it was really hectic but now with these modern machines imagine the machine can even announce for you blood pressure is this you don't even have to look at it again pulse rate is this and it even tells you is it normal is it abnormal and then you see this machine can even take records for you so you don't have to keep writing them down somewhere at the end of the day you just press the memory button and you can see the blood pressure from the first patient you saw up to the last one that you've seen that day i think most have capacity to take even up to 100 before you have to delete the memory and start taking again wow that's that's very interesting because from the way you're describing it I remember like the, the thermometer had to to be shaken like this so that the, you cannot get hey, the reading imagine. of the previous patient. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because you see now when then, you shake it Ivo, you're actually kind of like resetting it. So now you're yeah, exactly resetting, resetting. The, so that you can take <laughs> then you had to clean it in spirit tenor because you know armpits are what to peer. Hey, you might be passing yeah. on some serious stuff. <laughs> what well, things have changed really quickly because nowadays you stand on the scale Mm-hmm, take the weight mm-hmm. 
you you mm-hmm. sit when you're seated the temperature and the bp is being taken and you've said yeah. something very interesting there that you can be able to access what all the patients that have gone through that mm. Uh, mm. machine yeah the digital so it keep... uh, bp machines nowadays yeah they can do that then or oh, there's something you've mentioned apokwa skill now the skills mm. nowadays you see it has the scale part and it has the height part attached to it now the, yes. the other important thing is most patients want to know their bmi so the moment you stand on the scale it's measuring your weight it's measuring your height and it's able to tell right. you automatically what bmi what your bmi is so you know hey hapa niko pabaya i need to watch my diet and stuff like that wow you nikali sana because you know immediately you don't have to use like mm-hmm. a chart Mm-hmm. Wow, that's mm-hmm. interesting. So when it comes to that time, I remember there were x-rays. I don't know if the technology of x-ray has changed or maybe a child has swallowed something and you want to, to know where maybe that thing is. Actually, okay, this is about checking the patient like the chest. I remember initially, okay, I didn't experience this, but initially imagine the physician had to like place his ear on your chest ask you what are the heart sounds like what are the breath sounds like until they invented now the stethoscope then you remember the ones that kitambo zilikuwa za chuma ukienda kwa doki ukelewa kwa kifua it had to be warmed kwanza <laughs> he had to rub it in his palm kwanza ikuwe warm oh, yeah, I, 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 yeah mm. i saw the rubbing but i never understood i thought it's like testing whether it was working <laughs> Eh, 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 that thing was cold and it was chuma proper <laughs> and then they were heavy <laughs> so now the part the part that the the doki places on your chest is now called the diaphragm so at least those ones have developed they moved from the plain metallic ones now they have like a rubber on it plus the diaphragm is plastic so it's not cold and it's actually much louder nowadays you can even hear much better than of course different specialties will have the different types of stethoscopes like the cardiologists will have their cardiac stethoscope i think most guys still use the kawaida one then pediatrics will have like a smaller version of the stethoscope then of course za watoto unajua imewekwa katoa hapo ya kumconfuse to listen to the chest pia na kutoka maizo yeah so that has also advanced sana in terms of checking the patient inside pia kuna these things called the fetoscope like for pregnant mothers Yeah. The one I found, the one the metallic ones actually bado. So it's like a, a small funnel, then it has like a platform where you place your ear. So it it tapers from a wide base to a thin place then kuna like a platform on it. So you place your ear there and that's where you'd be like umeka masikio hapo on the mother's stomach uko hapo una try kusikiza the fetal heart rate. Afai kusonga then you know sometimes pets a bit uncomfortable uko chini. <laughs> yeah, for the mother yeah. So, Yeah so it evolved from the chuma one to a plastic one actually most places I when I was doing internship we used the plastic one then like nowadays you have machines that you can just strap on the patient it has a speaker and it's giving you these sounds so it's able to play unasikia tu 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 and you're able to count Yeah, it's amplified yeah. and you're able to count even the heart rate of the baby. The mother is also able to hear so they are sure, yeah, okay. Really the the baby is still alive and have to come hizo. Then you see some patients here anaweza inunua kind of home just to monitor the fetal heart rate, especially for mothers who are having like what we call them 
special pregnancies, kind of like a precious baby, especially for mothers who've lost quite a number of pregnancies. So you want to keep a keen eye monitoring. So you have those ones that will give that amplified sound. Then there's the one that can be strapped to the abdomen and it's able to take a recording like over 24 hours. So imagine when you go to see your gynecologist, maybe in two, three days, it's able to give a record of all that it was able to record during those two, three days. And the gynecologist is able to follow nicely and see how the baby has been doing throughout that whole time. Then, uh, uh, in, uh-huh. uh, in terms of imaging, now like x-rays, nini I remember, I think, but this is from the history books where they were talking about guys uh, using same technology as the sonar, sonar, sonar technology uh, submarines. And they were able to kind of like generate images on a screen. So they developed kind of like this ultrasound phenomenon thing. Then the x-rays, I think by the time us guys were practicing, CT scans were coming in. They were not so common, so anyone who had a CT scan was quite rich. <laughs> Any host that had a CT scan was quite rich. Then if you hear MRI, like anyone who had an MRI also, eh, ah, ah, those ones were like billionaires already. <laughs> so you find x-rays were giving you this kind of picture, but now CT scans came in able to give you like a 3d view you can see from the side from belly numa katikati each side like it's been really amazing then the mris okay ct scans for bones mainly it will tell you a bone in a fracture this bone has this tumor in it this bone has this uh, lesion in it then it will even show you the tumor maybe in the soft tissues also but for soft tissues we usually prefer mri because an MRI is able to give you the depth of invasion, is the tumor attached to the muscle, is the tumor invading uh, the blood vessel, is it encasing the blood vessel, cabisa? like how deep is it, the internal consistency of the tumor, if it's invading bone, because those are the things that you kind of like need to know before you make a diagnosis. Then now, these guys, so uh, MRI, these guys decided when I invent the PET scan. <laughs> so the PET scan has been the most, yeah, the PET scan. The like for patients with uh, tumors, let's say for example, like let's say you have a tumor in the brain and you want to find out e tumor in enda kwa lungs, enda kwa spinal cord. Is it going to the chest? Is it invading any other part of the body? So once you do the PET scan, you are able to see where wherever else there is tumor it lights up like imagine just seeing a whole image of a body and you can see specific mm-hmm. areas where it's lighting up and you can tell this is where the tumor has gone this is where the tumor has gone this is where we need to target this is where we need to go and do surgery on like it's really amazing you're calling it a pet scan like it's like a full body scan yeah it's a full body scan so you'll be seated in the machine they give there's a dye that is given so this dye is specific to tumor cells and it will go and concentrate in areas where the tumor is so if the tumor is in the brain it will light up like literally imagine an image of a body and then you have like small bulbs lighting up in different areas so wherever there is that lighting up is actually where you have the tumor that has 
that has metastasized. Wow, that's interesting. Now thinking about it and maybe how things work in Tambo, it's it's quite an advancement. I'm imagining yeah, some exactly. of a, a lot of it was missed. Yeah, mm, Tambo. Yeah, yeah, because it's like misdiagnosis, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to say. Misdiagnosis, because like on X-ray, sometimes you can't really tell is this in the lung capisa is it in the soft tissue it's a bit hard but with the ct scan you can take like uh, axial images you can do coronal images you can do sagittal so axial would be like slicing the body uh, horizontally so you can slice the body right from the head so you'd slice it horizontally going down through the nose through the mouth going down through the chest and you can actually see how far this mass has gone then if you do coronal images coronal images will now show you more of like mbele versus pneuma anterior versus posterior so it come from anterior going posterior like if this tumor is affecting the tip of the nose has it gone all the way to the back of the nose is it going all the way pneuma back of the brain to kamaizo then now sagittal images now divide the body into two halves so you have the left side of the body and the right side of the body so you're able to see is this tumor more on the left is it more on the right side is it crossing the midline to affect this other side so same works for the ct scans and even for the mris which you couldn't do with an x-ray wow oh, so, okay from what i'm gathering that it's like you can literally see everything inside the body and know exactly where the problem is and it's very very interesting now so yeah, let let me go yeah, back those let me go back have made it so easy let me go back to the stethoscope now you've said the stethoscope has advanced but to my eyes that thing has remained the same i've i've never to me it looks the same <laughs> by advancement i thought maybe it would have like a display or maybe it's maybe beeping or amplifying sound. Uh, is it is it because doctors fell in love with the stethoscope the way it is, or is it just effective the way just it the way it is? Uh, actually, uh, I haven't cha- I gotten a chance to work with them, but there are those which have the amplification ability. But I think people just really trust their ears more because there's something you're looking for. I think there's also the way something sounds to your ears versus when it comes from a speaker. It's like when you look at something through your eyes, like there's a way, let's say you're standing outside, you're looking at the moon. So there's a way you'll see it with your eyes. But when you bring out your phone and try and look at the same thing, you see there's like a difference. So I think for Doki's ear, like for the ear, you'd prefer still to put it on your ear. Mm. I guess, I guess that makes sense because sometimes it's better to trust your ear even maybe when you are repairing mm-hmm. the car. Okay, from my experience, <laughs> when you listen with your ear, you can tell. <laughs> exactly, you got a diagnosis the, machine. Mm. Yeah, or somebody can record, if somebody records that video yes. and sends it to you, yes. you, you still can't tell, you need to be there and listen with your ear. So I think upon ILM. Exactly. Mm, so mm. let's 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 now let's go to surgery because I know this so much has changed in the surgery scene and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't even know where to begin because earlier the messages that you had sent me they were like uh, endoscopy pill is that mm-hmm. for a pill with actually, a camera yeah or it's part of diagnosis actually, it's actually part of diagnosis yeah we can talk about that peer 
because you see mm. uh, there are, as much as you can do a ct scan and look outside and see what's happening inside sometimes you also want to see like for yourself like vile umesema like ukisikia gari amsei konas imeanza kutoka hiyo sauti you want to hear it for yourself hii kwa recording ikai poa sana so what you now want to yeah. do is to scope the patient so you have it can either be flexible or a rigid scope like for the nose we would do either flexible or a, or a rigid scope so you have this scope that's mounted on a camera so it's able to go into yeah. the nose you're able to see a hair e space a hair e or ev apa then you go back and you the nose then you go into the mouth you're able to see the tongue nona epiglottis uko nyuma and you're able to look even down into the airway without taking the patient to theater eh hey, imagine like it's been really amazing then now you can even go further with now your endoscope so your endoscope would go in through the mouth into the esophagus and you're able to see even the contractions of the esophagus you're able to measure the pressure in the esophagus as it contracts and relaxes you're able to go down into the stomach see how it looks mali ulcers imechoma sana inakuonyesha then after umeona vile you can even take a biopsy and send it to the lab for analysis so we can do the same when you say biopsy mm. you mean like it pinches a part of the lining yeah yeah you you pinch a piece of it like let's say for example if there's a tumor you've seen of course you'll see this this swelling kakitukamefura yeah. doesn't look normal according to vile umezoea so you take you can take multiple biopsies from that site there's usually very minimal bleeding cuz the the size of the biopsies you're taking is in terms of millimeters the biggest would be like 1 cm maybe if it's too big so yeah. there's minimal bleeding you can take multiple biopsies you can look further you can check you can see the contractions vile tumesema then you see you can scope from ju and also you can scope from chini so there are those scopes that will go in through the rectum into the large intestine tukamaizo and still take biopsies take images record videos actually the good thing about scopes nowadays is you can insert it record a whole video that you can share with a patient either on a cd or a flash disk and then send it later to them or you can keep it as a record so as you undergo treatment if you decide to rescope again you're able to see is there a change is the patient healing has the tumor regressed like is the tumor gone but now the challenge was that these scopes could not uh, reach the level of the small intestines because they have specific lengths so you find that you need something that can go all the way to the small intestine so that's when they invented the endoscopy pill so this pill you see oh. the way kawaida unaweza meza capsules so you swallow the capsule which is the pill like on a camera So as you swallow it it keeps moving moving and it's taking serial photos serial photos it gets to the stomach it's taking photos it's showing you the way digestion is going it takes photos going into the small intestine traverses the whole small intestine goes into the large intestine and the patient can actually pass it later and of course it's sending so, the images transmitter and live receiver actually so yeah so you can get live images and you're able to see what's happening all the way mm. wow anyway mm. because of time let's <laughs> let's let's move to surgery because i know surgery is is is, is, a, is a bigger part me I'll, first of all i'll tell you what i know mm. i know there is there are robots mm-hmm. that maybe can do the whole procedure and i also know mm-hmm. there are 
uh, where a robot assists a humans, where maybe the margin of error should be small, where maybe the, where you need to cut or where you need to patch, it's so small and you don't want. So, like the robot sort of stabilizes your hand. That's all I know. Maybe you can tell us more, maybe from how how it has advanced, maybe from using mm-hmm. your hands, maybe mm. all the way to the robot. Yeah. So, yeah, initially, surgery, as guys would know, it would be cutting open a patient. You're looking at things in 3D. So, of course, there was that surgery. Then guys now developed into more of endoscopic stroke laparoscopic surgery. So, this, this is surgery where you only make small incisions, like for the laparoscopic surgery you'll make like small incisions on the abdomen. So you have this machine that has a screen on it. It has gas, usually carbon dioxide gas. I'll I'll explain it. Uh, It's a very interesting thing by the way. So it has gas, there's the carbon dioxide. So it has uh, the scope, the gas, then the, the instruments that you can use. So because your hands are not literally in the patient, you need something to assist you. So you have forceps. They're called forceps. So these forceps, the way a scissors looks like, it has like two rings where you can insert your fingers. So the forceps are the same. So they have two rings where mostly we would use our index finger and the thumb or the ring finger and the thumb. So you've, you've made only three incisions on the patient's abdomen. So you'll make an incision, ukuju left chinia rib, ukuju right chinia rib, then another incision upper near the belly button. And those incisions wait, are so small. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. when you're talking incision, it's from outside, like you're cutting? Yeah, yeah. Cuts on the skin. Okay, and okay. they're very small okay. by the cuts, maximum two centimeters. So after that incision on the skin, now you're able to introduce these gadgets. So we call them pots. So you've made three pots. So the first pot is for your gas. Because you see, when you insert, you've made an incision. Of course, everything is collapsed because Mexicana. But when you inflate gas, you're able to increase the size of the cavity. And you can so see you it inflate better. at the incision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see the incision where this one near the belly button, Apple maker, your gas okay. pot. Then incision mm-hmm. ukuju left to make your maybe camera. Then incision ukuju right to make your your forceps. So there are three pots. There are three working pots. They have one-way valves, so they will allow stuff to go in but not leak out. So it won't allow the gas that you are uh, sufflating the cavity with to leak out. So now, now imagine you're having this 3D image. It's like you're inside the patient but you're outside. So you've only made these small incisions. You're outside. You're able to see what's happening inside and if you find like a lesion let's say usually things like the appendix you're able to chop it and remove it through this other working pot return the forceps chop more if you need to stop a bleeder you insert the forceps that has the coagulation so coagulation is what we use to stop bleeding and basically it uses electrical energy some also there's another type that uses ultrasound energy so it's like a ham it's like a it's called a harmonic scalpel 
So it's able to go and just touch the tissues and you activate it and it's able to stop the bleeding. It's so amazing. You don't have to open up the patient, start stitching. And you imagine you can also still stitch the patient from those working pots. So it's been so amazing. Like it's helped surgeons so much. Because you see the moment you do laparoscopic surgery. One, there's less scar. Two, there is faster healing time because you've injured less tissues and three the patient recovers so well they recover much faster the less infection rates because you haven't opened this whole cavity you've not been introducing current air currents that are flowing maybe something was flying inside the air dropped inside there that you didn't see there's no one sneezing into the patient's uh, abdomen and stuff like that <laughs> so you're able to save the patient from things like those <laughs> hey, there's 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 so much to unpack. First of all, let me see if I've forgotten this trick. The place where you want to do surgery, mm. first of all, you mm-hmm. made an incision somewhere else to point the camera inside where you're doing the surgery, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Also, another place we have made an incision so that you can pump carbon dioxide. I, I don't even know why it should be carbon dioxide. First of all, Google, Nini, touch on that. <laughs> I think in terms of, because you see, you can't really inflate oxygen because you see these, let's say like, for example, the coagulation, you see these are electrical things and it can produce sparks. So imagine if you've inflated with oxygen okay. and then oh, you're there yeah. stopping a bleeder using the coagulation, then you sparks. So you see, of course, there'll be fire. So imagine fire inside the abdomen. <laughs> it will be like you, you've created an well, oven that's... inside the patient's abdomen. <laughs> And then on the other side now, that's where you are doing your surgery. And yeah, let's say is like is it like a steering wheel? And, and then the ovate the action mm-hmm. happening as 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 you're operating, or there's a mm-hmm. like a module in the middle or a controller that translates your motion. You know, no, like let me give you the two examples. There's drive by mm-hmm. wire, and then there's mm-hmm. that there's a there's, there's a driving shaft. The electronic. So one. I want to understand if yeah yeah is is your movement mm-hmm. during surgery like uh, mm-hmm. translate mechanically or it's by wire uh, you see you see the way I, I described the forceps so it's like a, you see like a pair of scissors so like yeah. if you insert your fingers in the rings and you open up it opens and if you yeah. if you bring them together it closes so it's the same thing so the forceps has this handle part then it has yeah. a shaft part then at the end is where it has the air, the part that opens and closes so the part that opens and closes is very small it's like imagine just the length of your fingertips like actually that's actually big but just imagine the length yeah. of your fingertips so if you hold your index finger and your middle finger together and if you're able to kind of like bend just the tips of your fingers so that's the only place that you'll be moving but you see your handles are actually way up here and you're able to kind of like open and close your fingertips like from way up yeah so that's the same thing but uh in terms of mm -hmm. oh oh, i I wanted to understand i wanted to understand if it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) the best way i can describe it is like like let's say like breaking breaking by it's by the cylinder or by by and and the piston and then and then or by wire because yeah exactly uh, exactly so in in the first one so that's more or less in the case mm-hmm. you're describing like the movement mm-hmm. is replicated it's only that it moves less than yes. you, what you're actually moving oh yes exactly so it, it gives you better finer motion exactly so you're outside yeah. and it's moving things inside 
and then so uh, and at that course, moment you are looking at the incision and then you are uh, looking at looking the screen at the at the screen Both. which is now displaying what's happening inside so what what you need to do you need to have very good hand eye coordination <laughs> so you need to know when <laughs> i'm looking at the screen when i do this so that because of course you can't you can't look directly at the patient and see what's happening so you need to know at the screen it takes uh-huh. it's actually it's a steep learning curve by the way it looks easy and most guys say if you can play video games like this with the same way you'd have your video game you have your control pad you're able to press f1 f2 xbox zero and you're pressing your triangle and you're moving side left design which is a mortal combat and stuff like that at a fifa you see the way you have to dribble pass so if you're able to have that hand eye coordination like it's so much easier for you to work with instruments because you're outside here we're just using the forceps as your controller now it's like your control part now and you're able to do things inside uko move turn things pinch this release this cut here shona hapo because the same parts you can still use to stitch stuff so it works kitu kama i understand when you say about steep learning curve i really i think i can relate because sometimes there's a time i tried like like the other day i haven't played video games in a very long time but when i tried when you want to go up when you want to look up you're looking down <laughs> yeah, but exactly is that what you mean yeah, like so if, if if you want to go to the left exactly. and you think that's the left but it's maybe the opposite wow interesting exactly. because i'm assuming see, this that's, that's what happens mm-hmm. since when now you're like scoping in areas like the nose yeah, like yeah. you would expect ah nimeshika camera there's this long scope so if i just insert it into the nose i should be able to go but you see you realize mm. there's a way i need to stabilize this camera then there's a way i need to move in the nose because you see as you're moving towards the middle part of the nose so the septum that divides your nose into left and right so if you yeah. you see yourself moving unaenda kubuza septum so kuna vile you need to adjust your hand so that you move away from the septum and you're able yeah. to go because you see it's not just one cavity that is smooth and round nicely there are so many things happening inside the nose that you need to navigate and meander through so yeah. you need to move left right up down side kidogo rudi nyuma kujambele suction kidogo then come back go in so usually the surgery in the nose requires that kind of like dexterity and you realize you need your left hand to be able to do a lot because your left hand will be what will be holding the camera and your right hand is what is doing the surgery so like for nasal surgery it's really it's even more tricky compared to the abdominal one as from my experience in ENT i would say the nasal one requires more dexterity actually which hand is recommended for the camera the left one and then the right one for the operation one for, yeah for us in ENT the left one works best because then you see the thing is also you need to stabilize your hand so so that you're not having a shaky shaky image as you operate here <laughs> so you have to and, learn and... how to support your left hand no ishikilia steady hapo yeah so yeah. that's why i'm saying it's a steep learning curve yeah and and there's no way that is 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 helping you in djing at least because i know dj like use their fingers and nini <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, imagine I'm trying uh, okay, to find a correlation 
sija advance sana in DJing but I'm thinking level you are doing like uh, scratches come on like these guys akina jum falme akina nikdi hapa like doing doing those scratches requires some very intricate movements of your fingers like there are those scratches there's a, there's the crab kind of like it's like your fingers are doing like a crab walk with the crossfader and yeah. nini then there's the stab where you're just like moving it quickly front back front back front. it's it's i would say it's kind of like the same there's a steep learning curve for both that is one correlation we have found maybe we find more as we continue yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might find more now you you think like uh, now operating with cameras is like a big thing then you now you realize instead mm. of cutting cutting things with my hands i can using forceps you can actually use a laser and it's amazing because you see the laser is more precise and it's able yeah. to cut like specific uh, regions okay that i haven't figured your level ya kuzitumia because hapo lazima uko umeadvance kidogo umesoma soma miaka zingine kadhaa but the laser if you watch even youtube videos you're able to see it's able to cut like itakata mahali and there's no bleeding cause in a kata ikichoma so it will cut and burn cut and burn and then you can now use your forceps to remove whatever it has cut and then the the only major drawback with laser surgery is it can't dig a corner <laughs> so you can't bend it like becca mati oh me umefika pale kwa ulimi alafu unapiga corner na laser unakata it has to be in ah. a straight line so that's the major learning curve for it because you have to look for what's the most straight line that i can use as a as a human to cut this tissue uh-huh. then now they needed to get rid of this disadvantage and now they invented the robotic surgery now so now if you see for the robot the robot has these arms and it's able to turn 360 degrees you see your arm as much as you're using uh-huh. a scissors you can't you can't keep turning cutting a circle continuous utafika mahali uta stop you'll have to turn the paper yeah. then continue cutting yeah. the circle then turn the paper but you see a robot is able to go and it's able to turn 360 and grab it from a different angle turn it bring it nyuma mbele turn turn choma kata nini all at the same time and it's able now, to even now I angle it and get the perfect nini get the perfect orientation for you <laughs> So how do you instruct the robot? Uh, 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 how do you instruct maybe do, do you like give it a, a plan or a map and instruct it this is what you're supposed to do or there's a part of it that it does the thinking like AI maybe a bit of AI involved or it's oh, yeah. just doing what it has been instructed. Uh, there's a bit of AI involved yes but of course you see you can't live the life of a human in the hands of a robot fully. Atakama, yeah. like you see with the cars the tesla cars there's, there's always a fail safe like you can always take over and continue but i think for dokis we still want to take over so you'll be seated uh, just kando can, the machine you are inside the theater with the patient and the machine or you're outside the theater and or even you can even be in another country like via telemedicine and internet connections and you're able to control this robot so you have your control panel you have things that you're stepping on with your feet you have your pedals you have your screen in front of you you have this control panel so you have joysticks you have buttons you have controllers up down so you're able to make intricate movements 
within like millimeters like if you want to move one millimeter you can press and it will move one millimeter and give you the chance to uh, cut this part at this exact point you're able to move it up down side side magnify the image you're able to change the resolution like you're looking at things like kind of like in 4k uh, resolution like it's so amazing and you see you can control this robot either you're inside the operation theater with the patient and the robot or you're just outside theater so there's a screen dividing you guys or this doctor is somewhere let's say in israel and you're in kenya you've hooked them up to the robot and they're able to do the surgery from way there without having to travel so at least you've saved on the fees <laughs> that you'd have to pay the doctor to come travel live in a hotel do the surgery then go back tena to their own country yeah when you say <laughs> uh, a, a doctor is operating in another country first of all is mm. it possible while here in Kenya to be operated by a doctor like in terms of the equipment that we have here in Kenya at, at least for where i work i haven't seen the robots coming but yeah. i think the way medicine is evolving like tunafika your level like if you watch youtube videos because of course we have to keep current we usually have these things called continuous medical education so guys are constantly updating guys this is the latest antibiotic this is the latest surgery this is the latest yeah. machine to use so guys are already using robotic surgery and it's making surgery more refined it's making it much easier you're having less margins of error you're able to do way more the surgeons are less fatigued you require less manpower like basically you'd just require maybe you just require like one nurse assistant to make sure maybe if uh, blood splashes on the camera that she's able to clean it quickly and you're able to turn the camera inside and see what's happening tena yeah so you require less manpower less hours less fatigue so it's making the surgeries much much easier and what is the response uh, when maybe a patient has learned that the robot is the one i are they like uh, easily acceptable or the most people say no 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 me i don't want to be a parent but how is the reception yeah, of course of... yeah of course you see you you whenever before we take a patient to theater there's this mm-hmm. document called consent or the 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 subject of taking informed consent so when you're taking informed consent you tell the patient everything so you tell the patient this is the surgery we will do this is where we will cut this is what i will use i will operate this will be my my assistant this will also be my assistant i will be recording this session uh, i will use the robot yes uh, but you see you have to reassure the patient the there are things that might happen the robot might malfunction the robot might stop working steamer in azapotea and we need to now go to hands on more What? surgery uh, so if to come so when you're doing informed consent you tell the patient about all these things kwanza then now the patient signs and says okay you have explained everything to me you've told me even the complications because you see as much as the robot is doing the surgery you can still have bleeding you might still develop infections you might still have injury to maybe a nerve and you get paralyzed guys so you have to tell the patient all these things make sure they understand they can even go home think about it 2 3 weeks at a one week if they want then come back sign the document and say they've agreed to the surgery now you can proceed to do the surgery 
they understand the complications, they understand the advantages, the disadvantages of doing the surgery, they understand the implications of not doing the surgery, they understand that this the you've tried this other form of management, you've tried this form of management. Ama, you've explained to them, you can either take medicine or go to surgery and they've understood and they've decided that you want to go to surgery before you take them. So by the time the patient is actually on the operation theater, they know what you're going to do and they know what to expect from the surgery. Of course, there are those who will be like, ah, don't operate me using the robot, use your own hands or just use minimal okay. machinery. Yeah, of mm. course, there are those ones like of course there are those patients who come to hospital and they'll be like ah oh doctor yata kunisikiza kifua hakunishikashika kusikia mali nilikuwa nasikia uchungu ni nini then there are those who just want to come in uambie wakwambie i'm coughing uambie okay i'll give you antibiotics and they go home so there are different types of patients and you should be able to kind of like modify your management depending on the type of patient that you have uh, presenting to you at least now there's a patient has maybe an option where another sema now for this part i don't want the robot i want you to use your hands and mm-hmm. maybe for this part it's okay for the robot also uh, i see so so it's a it's a like a prayer discussion on yes yeah, that's, yes that's it's it. usually it's usually a very lengthy and detailed discussion because you see with the many cases of litigation peer you want to make sure all your bases are covered <laughs> you doctors <laughs> <laughs> well now living in a world whereby now like a doctor would operate basically like working from mm-hmm. home that is that is so interesting mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing so and, you have that tele telemedicine concept where you actually and, imagine uh, even even watching your gazette to up even for patients there's this there's a robot that can come it has just imagine like a kawaida robot size yeah, like the fridge so it has a screen on it it has uh, speakers it has a microphone and let's say this doki you've requested him to come and see a patient so the doctor is in the US the patient is here in Kenya and the robot is able to go back at the bedside of the patient and the doki is able to interview the patient one on one it has of course it has the camera so he's able to see what you're talking about what the patient is saying let's say if the patient says they have something in their tonsil something in their mouth on the tongue so the patient is able to open the mouth and the doki huko from maju is able to see like real time what's happening in this patient so you can basically do a ward round from the comfort of your house actually <laughs> so doctors are almost okay. working from home sasa <laughs> <laughs> hey, so as much look um, I, I i i love technology i love what it's doing but there's some things even now this is like uh, <laughs> from my personal opinion <laughs> when when you are sick you know you are like mm-hmm. helpless i think the human touch um, the, the the presence of a human mm-hmm. is very especially mm-hmm. when you're communicating but when i'm i'm, I'm conscious maybe there's a surgery happening it, it doesn't really matter there for me personally mm-hmm. the robot can do mm-hmm. its thing but when like at how are you feeling how is nini yeah. uh, there i think you need you need you need uh, a fellow human being because you not want to to feel like this this doctor mm. is not human you don't want to feel the human touch of it 
but anyway sometimes mm-hmm. he, when 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 yeah. it arises yeah, and that is the only option yeah you have to take it mm-hmm. wow that's interesting i don't know are we yeah. are we done with surgery because huh? are we like done with surgery is there any more yeah, i think we are, like we are basically done yeah oh, uh, wow. level, yeah, robots i think mainly we are done with surgery mm. So uh let's let's go to something else which has also been advancing very 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 well. It's about prosthetic. Maybe you have lost an arm and I've seen in the news now there's like a robot hand you can wear that it's moving fingers. I've mm-hmm. seen that the, somehow it's attached to the nerves and okay some things mm-hmm. which I don't understand mm-hmm. but I find I find it quite interesting because it amba prosthetic they used to mm. like we used to see in the movies you just have a hook <laughs> like those of pirates <laughs> if it's a foot it's just like a yeah, stick yeah. because you can't even put uh, mm-hmm. like toes or the mm. so maybe maybe you can get to mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. In, into that into that uh, field yeah 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 like you've said like kitambo kwa cartoons tulikuwa tunaona pirates are gonna like peg leg so it has like a wooden yeah. wooden leg up then them corner they lost him equa took a hook so basically that's that's what they used to do like kitambo so that was just to give you some form of functionality so you see the hook you'd use it at least you can pick up things you can hold on to yeah. something with the hook so that it gives you that ka, kind of like functional uh, use of your arm or your hand that you lost then in terms of the leg yeah. just to give you balance so that you don't have to walk around with crutches all the time in any hopping and limping of Chikamaizo. Then of course mm. so the prosthesis have what advanced level yeah. So initially they would have like a totally mechanical kind of thing. Then now you have this like with the advent of artificial intelligence you're able to hook them up to the nerves. So there's a kind of like a receiver and a transmitter and they're able to kind of like read your brain waves. So it's because you see before you move your hand you've already kind of like told your brain I need to move my hand to chini side side. So if you mm. it's kind of like the brain is now telling the microchip this guy needs to move the hand. So there were those that had delays of like maybe 2 3 seconds before the movement then there are those that are now like hyper speed the processors are so good like by the time you're thinking of I need to lift my hand it's already lifting for you navtikamaizo then of course there are other prosthesis that are used despite iso like for losing arms and limbs and stuff like that there are prosthesis for hearing so the guys who had like hearing loss and you remember the hearing aids like kitambo hearing aids like kitambo so you remember they would have this called like cream mama kind of like brownish kind of like light brown as men color blind yeah. <laughs> so they would have this kind of light brown <laughs> kind of for yourself to go in by the so they would have this kind of light brown thing mm-hmm. that's hanging behind the ear kamazle earphones yeah. that we usually have that have this posterior extension you may have the maskio then it comes belly So from that they developed to hearing aids that you can actually insert in the ear and it disappears. Unaonanga like kwa movies hizi watu wa CIA wameka huko ndani then anaguza hivi maskio atamwangia na msee then but you can't see what they are using so there are those type of hearing aids. Then you see those type of hearing aids have really advanced. Imagine the same hearing aid it can actually answer your phone so it has bluetooth connectivity it has wifi connectivity it can tell your location it can answer your phone it can make phone calls 
uh, it can also be used as a hearing aid but also it's still amplifying what guys are saying and you're using it as an earphone for listening to music you're answering calls hold on, you're hold making on. calls <laughs> Mm, that imagine. that is wait that is too much that is, wait, wait, i want us to to slow down the pace now when you say now from what i know those things mm-hmm. they are first of all they are very tiny that you put inside the, yeah, those yeah mm. inside yeah when you introduce the the story of uh, making phone calls and and all that uh, what about the battery and charging like do you yeah, have to so, remove it how long like yeah Mm. so you see even the batteries like the most of them will have like i think most of them have lithium ion batteries so these batteries are able to last for long before you need to change them then there are some which have actually rechargeable batteries the same way you'd recharge your phone is the same way you'd recharge it so you just charge mm-hmm. it and put it back because you see when you when you're sleeping at night you don't really need it so that's the time when you're charging it overnight the same way you charge your phone oh. then okay amka subui Man, and and when there's a smoke alarm at night <laughs> you burn <laughs> okay but at least at least you still have your sense of smell so you'll be able to smell the smoke <laughs> and maybe wake up and run away from the fire <laughs> well, okay but but either way still it's quite impressive because adding functionality to something that you you already have maybe in your ear throughout it's it's quite it's quite interesting because it's not something like extra you are needed mm-hmm. to add or any so it works perfectly and l- let's go back to the prosthetic part where the like brain from what i understand this brain signals are like uh, electric current mm-hmm. right and when yeah, yeah. They, they get to the prosthetic maybe it's, it 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 senses that current maybe in the manisha you need to lift your damn finger or maybe you need to grab is mm-hmm. it how is it how it works mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's actually similar that's exactly how it works and you see the brain the brain has uh the brain has a map so there are parts of the brain that control the fingers there's a part of the brain that controls the hand in general there's a part that controls the forearm there's a part that controls the arm there's a part of the brain controlling your eyes the blinking there's a part of the brain controlling your ability to even chew food there's a part controlling your breathing there's a part controlling your walking there's a part controlling your sleeping and waking up like the brain is so intricate that within a few millimeters you can control like maybe 20 parts of the body within just those few millimeters so imagine because then you see there are also parts of the brain controlling your emotions kuna like it will control your inhibition inhibition is like unajua i'm an adult i'm not supposed to pee in my pants unaenda kwa lu na pee so there are different there are different parts of your brain like controlling different aspects of your body the whole time sleeping crying feeling sad feeling happy hormones nini as in the brain is so intricate so the fact that they're able to use artificial intelligence to like tap into these uh, specific aspects of control by the brain is like really amazing now now that you've mentioned uh, I, i don't know if i'll be going a bit out of topic there was a time elon musk put a chip on on a pig pig's brain and i don't know exactly mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. he was testing i don't know <laughs> any more info you can share about <laughs> having chips in our brain because from the way you have described the brain is already mm. it's already perfect uh, the way it is as in it's already being able to do things why why would we need chips in on our brain 
<laughs> but if if I was to describe the brain, I would say it's like the first computer. Like it's the the brain is like a supercomputer. It's a it's a mega processor basically. Like this thing can do amazing things, and and you see it's self sufficient. It just needs kidogo glucose, blood, oxygen, sharp, nainazidi. Uh, yo mambo ya kweka chips kwa brain I don't know, maybe alikuwa na try ku reinvent ile stuff kama ile ya Robocop the one we were watching kitambo <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, the thing is Taki, you just never know where it will go but the, as, mm-hmm. as, as I said as much as I love tech there are some boundaries, some things unless there's a, disa- uh, there's a disability maybe in case of losing yeah. my arm and such that's when I would do maybe welcome tech in it but if if I'm healthy hey me uh, let me just live the way I don't like but I, I've seen people making small now they make the, the processors in the phones they're becoming yeah. even smaller yeah. and smaller and they are talking about smaller and faster. putting them on yeah put putting them on your body I don't know I don't know maybe from <laughs> your point of view what, what, <laughs> maybe as a, as any you, you're carrying ID your ID under your skin Ethically, what mm-hmm, do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, your honest uh, opinion. Do you think I that think, is something think, that us uh, humans should pursue? I think technology has its advantages and disadvantages. And of course, with every change, there will always be resistance. Like, at the time, we were changing from the old 1000 bob to the new 1000. Guys were like, Bona to change. Why do we need a new 1000 bob? Not anything. Guys are always kind of like resistant to change. But once. Once we embrace it, we, we actually find the advantages of it. Uh, in terms of putting a chip, uh, maybe in the future, if it's able to show that if you put a chip in me, it's able to detect, eh, eh, this guy might have a heart attack in the next five minutes, he needs to go to Hosi, then that would be really amazing because it would help save lives of many patients. If that chip, this, this, this uh, hearing aid, the one that you we were saying has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connectivity, they were also talking about it can even make like emergency calls. So you have emergency numbers saved and it's able to call 911 or an ambulance service in case you collapse and it detects that your heart rate is going low or it detects that you're not breathing well so it's able to kind of like call an emergency service and they're able to get your location where you are and they'll come with the ambulance resuscitate you or do whatever take you to a hospital and do the necessary tests and things like that so it's i would say it's kind of we'll see we'll see if it helps to save lives of patients i would be like yeah well and good i'm i'm in for it wow i've heard and i've also read about something like that whereby being able to detect something itself calling an an ambulance and even me for that one i think i'll I'll accept it i think the problem comes more Mm. to do with your data and uh, what is (laughs) protecting (laughs) your data because nowadays we have moved beyond collecting of data Mm. we might complain as much as we want but data our data mm-hmm, is out there mm-hmm. so the thing the, the thing we should just yeah, be focusing <laughs> on is is the security mm. of that data and who can access it and how can it be yes. used and, and exactly. also understanding how ad- yeah so <laughs> the thing i wanted to tell you is that there was this guy had a smartwatch it somehow detects how you walk like maybe the frequency mm-hmm. how the steps and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm somehow it was noticed that his walking style has changed even the patient or the, the, the subject didn't know the walking style had changed so it was later found out that there was something that was affecting his bones or the hip 
on one side mm-hmm. but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he, the pain wasn't like uh, discomforting nile you feel pain from afar and maybe it's not even worrying you mm-hmm. but the fact that you changed your working style the ai was able to detect that there might be something wrong with this guy just because of working yeah. so uh, such such kind of technology even me i welcome mm-hmm. them and it's, yeah, i find them very interesting <laughs> can we touch about record keeping i know it's not an interesting topic <laughs> <laughs> but but i understand uh, how how it helps because like when i when i take my kids to the hospital and they ask me mm-hmm. what medicine I, say, I don't know you can just take i was here am i went system. to this branch <laughs> check for system <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know if there's more to come about it or maybe how far we have gone because kitambo used to uh, buy a, a clinic book and it was like a that two page book divided into half exactly then you go with it and cut and you know buy <laughs> <laughs> And then the next time you're going mm. the doctor will just be perusing it and see this date you are here this mm. but if you lose that book mm-hmm. he, he has to go back to that book Kusha, he recorded Kusha. yeah it was Kusha, but yeah. i'm so glad mm. now such things there's been and maybe maybe you can you can you can add to it and maybe shed more light and maybe how it, maybe it can affect how we receive treatment maybe from different areas maybe the connectivity might go even be global Yeah exactly so you see medicine yeah, as as we to say telemedicine has made it kind of like a global kind of thing like the internet has opened up the world to medicine world of medicine to many possibilities so that you find yes you'll come to the clinic so the way your blood pressure will be recorded hapo your pulse your oxygen saturations your bmi then ukaonekana i typed notes hapo nikaandika diagnosis nikakupatia dawa then you just have to walk to the pharmacy the pharmacist already has your prescription you just need to yeah. present your card you swipe it or wake a fingerprint and it's approved and you get your dawas then of course if you visit let's say you visited the Mombasa branch of our clinic and now you're in Nairobi you're sick it's easy to access your records because you're still using the same Uh, outpatient or inpatient number so we are able to quickly peruse through what happened then you see sometimes a patient might walk in there unconscious but maybe someone tells you or someone gives you the insurance card so you're able to tell quickly okay this is nani nani you open up the records and you realize ah this patient usually has a heart disease let's hook, let's hook up the patient to a monitor uh, mm. see how the heart is is there an Uh, we usually call it an infarction is there a heart attack that's what most guys will say is there a heart mm-hmm. attack event occurring like you're able to diagnose it and even send it to a bigger hospital where the patient can get better cardiac services and be sorted of the of the heart attack situation that they're currently undergoing so it's been really good in terms of following up patients in terms of record keeping because now imagine a hospital that uses files and files imagine just imagine how the records room looks like like how yeah. big is that room yeah because you, you'll notice sometimes a patient will come file yangu jaletwa file yangu imekawia kukuja file yangu and you see clinic time is from like 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. no clinics are running in the afternoon so you need to find these files quickly chap chap see yeah. this patient right come a diagnosis in change and continue the treatment or discharge them from the clinic so if you're able to save space in a hospital by just having 
one computer or two or three that can take history and keep the records it will be so advantageous for you it saves you time searching plus it's saving you paper it's saving you books it's saving you manpower psg mtu ana have kushuka chini mpaka records room get the file climb mpaka to seventh floor go to this clinic ama if you're supposed to come to clinic tomorrow they have to go to the records room sift through the files patient moja jina inaanza na a mwingine inaanza na b mwingine x mwingine y so you have to go through all those columns then you see the thing with manual records the problem is after 10 years most of the records are destroyed so if you had like a condition 10 years ago and then let's say it was a tumor to litoa ukapona you did radiotherapy chemotherapy whatever ukapona then you took 10 years before you come back by the time you come back we'll just be telling you now you need to open a new file but you see if the patient doesn't have any record of treatment that was given before or the diagnosis or anything basically you're stuck and you have to start from ground zero again so you have to start now diagnosing trying to think what could it have, could it have been then you see it's very hectic and you see the good thing with using technology like for example even in the wards it's much easier for me to log into the hospital system and review the previous notes of the patient log in the new notes za leo and then also if i want to let's say look at the ct scan of the patient so i'm also linked to the radiology department so i just press on a tab i'm able to open up the ct scan and review it or if it's an x-ray i'm able to look at it again and say let me have a second look if i want to order a new one to see if there's any change i just click on a button and i've ordered a new one so that i don't have to write on a form again yende x-ray or x-ray they do booking nini it's usually so tedious and it wastes a lot of time so if you can actually embrace technology like that some hospitals have tablets so every doctor has a tablet they're able to access the patient's records from different areas finance people have tablets the nurses have their tablets for entering the daily blood pressure pulse rate they're able to check which medication you're on they're giving you and they're able to tick that they've given you medication as in it just makes work so much easier yeah now <clears throat> it reminds me there was a time i was writing an article about data in hospitals and also the potential in it and i was doing my research and i found that um, the potential is quite big because somebody can do a study like um, you want to know people from kiambu who have maybe this sort of ailment do they also experience something else so the only way you mm-hmm. can know that mm-hmm. is, is it's maybe you, you can go and check i don't know if something like that happens here in kenya like are there people like maybe conducting research using the data or maybe trying to okay the one i was writing about it was a patient went through this had these symptoms maybe over a period of let's say five years and it was eventually found that this was actually his problem or the cause of sickness Now if we can go back mm-hmm. and look for a similar pattern in that the existing data maybe the person who is alive we can tell that maybe this is will somehow like face the same fate in your field of view like encountered such things mm. yeah of course there's there's a lot of ongoing research like people are publishing things like almost every day like yeah so there's definitely that ongoing research and you see 
there's always like we said there's that continuous medical continuing medical education so guys want to keep you updated they want to give you the latest statistics they want to tell you the latest board of management the best to use what are the effects of this which one is the best which is the second line which is the third line in case this doesn't work yeah so there's there's always that ongoing research but of course research sometimes is expensive so funding might be a limiting factor but of course if you find guys who are totally interested in research and they know how to get funding and stuff like that they will do that there's a lot of research on malaria hiv sickle cell disease hypertension tumors cancers basically those are like anything of great interest you'll find guys doing a lot of research on them yeah now i want us to go a bit back on the on chip thing now where we are today people are using smartwatch and also there's a ring people have mm. such that mm. it's able to to they say it's for monitoring their sleep but i'm sure it can monitor more do you see it as something that will become more common in future maybe because insurances maybe they would be interested in having their patients or their not patients their, their clients having such because it's somehow mm-hmm. uh, giving real, real time data i think it would still be advantageous in terms of kama it can detect diseases early or it's able to detect uh, an issue mapema mapema yes definitely useful but i know most guys most guys just take insurance and then they come to hospital because they feel insurance i need to use it so they'll come for any small thing <laughs> killer time and i have this pain uku on the side because they just want to make sure umetumia your insurance hata kama ni kampuni imelipia in this case will be like ah sikona insurance let me go some guys will even come to see wakotuna kahangover kidogo at ah, i have a very bad headache so since like on insurance atachukua dawa atandikiwa sick off ndo i have a job you see kuna kama hizo i think guys might still misuse it but if it, it so if you it know you know those guys thing, yeah lazima patience patience ni patience too <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me I used to watch House and his motto was patience lie. <laughs> Is it true? Kabisa patience Kabisa. always lie. Kabisa patience lie a lot. Eh hey, those guys lie. Like someone can come and tell you ah ikitu unamuliza like someone has a very big thing imefura kwa forehead unamuliza ikitu imekuwa for how long? Ah just for the past like 3 days. Then you look at it you look at the scans and you're like no way. This thing has cooled back like some of the brain iko huko chini imeenda mpaka huko nyuma it can't be 3 days surely. So patients lie a lot even when you when you're taking history they will lie. Let's say a senior guy is coming and you need to tell them about the patient. They can even change their story. They start saying ah 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 mimi sikusema hivyo mimi nilisema so they change their story completely so now you look like the one who is lying. And you see it's what the patient told you initially so apo unauma tu nje kidogo unakubali tu but with the way tech is advancing we are going to somehow eliminate some of that especially the lying part uh, definitely because yeah especially the lying part because you see if a ct scan is showing me there's a tumor that's extending from let's say your jaw imenda imefika mpaka kwa the clavicles up kwa collarbone inaingia mpaka kwa chest of course that's not a tumor that has been growing for the past 
one month that's something that has been there for longer than one month and i'm sure you understand as you get old you don't want bad news you don't want bad news you don't want to be on medication mm. for the rest of your life Th- that mm. thing is just mm. yeah, it's like it feels like a definitely. death sentence yeah definitely and and you see the problem is most most guys one our health seeking behavior is very poor like you see <clears throat> someone will be having uh, let's say tumbo in a muma anaendesha atakuwa like acha nikaekae kwanza nione vile kutaenda nione kama itaisha so they'll be chilling 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 to see kama itaisha then haiishi then atakuja maybe after like two weeks later the person has suffered they now need admission like they need resuscitation they need so much to be done they need medication you're like almost seven days admission nini of course it's understandable some guys can hardly afford uh, healthcare but you see things like nhif and stuff like that has made it possible for guys to access uh, healthcare then also of course as you've said guys fear bad news so atakuwa like yeah. eh, ikitu imefura but maybe nikisugua sugua na rob itaisha alafu <laughs> staff kwenda hosi so atajaribu hiyo atajaribu hiyo then when it's now finally like end stage like cancer you shall fika stage 4 ndona do the relatives go and pick them then they bring them to you then they like doctor do something do something and you're like mali mefika hapa there's not much we can do maybe just chemotherapy or radiotherapy keep the patient comfortable as we wait for maybe 3 6 months kabla end to the other world So I think uh, I don't know I think we have covered uh, everything I think and we have done a in good time I thought these topics will stay here I don't know if there's something mm. we have left out oh, yeah. you think I it's think important the, something we're supposed to yeah 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 your party uh, health monitoring yeah there's this globally mentioned there's the smart watches so yeah. they are able to take like the number of steps unafanya your pulse rate some can even take your oxygenation rate i don't know how accurate they are but i'm assuming the more expensive it is the more accurate it might be because i have <laughs> another budget smart watch here i know if i move my hand juna chini it counts is kama steps <laughs> so by the time <laughs> no, i'm walking they, into mm. they always put a disclaimer that it is not it should not be used as a yes by the doctors yeah yes, there's a disclaimer exactly. so as as per now yeah. we are not taking them serious mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you see now they, they are now having extra features like it's able to take your oxygenation rate like tango covid the guys are now taking the oxygenation levels using the smart watches they're taking the pulse rate of course it's good for running when you're working out you're able to tell how many calories you're burning so it's really good but in terms of monitoring let's say in a hospital setting So what what guys have done like let's say for example in ICU setups like every yeah. patient usually has a monitor beside them so it will always be ringing beeping giving alarms heart rate has gone high respirator has gone mm-hmm. low so the good thing is all these monitors are still linked to the main uh, nursing station so the nurse is seated has like 20 uh, screens that she's also able to see or he's also able to see and you see for any patient who has usually call it the patient has changed condition 
like it will be able to give quick blink on the screen and the nurse is able to recognize Leo, this patient something is happening to him and they're able to run to the bedside of the patient because of course as we usually say we have issues with our manpower we don't have enough nurses in our hospitals yeah. we don't have enough doctors patients the patient to doctor ratio is just crazy i think we're doing triple even what the who recommends instead of having just to take care of like 1000 patients you're taking care of almost 10000 patients <laughs> in wow. your area but you see all these people need attention so you really have to embrace technology because you have limited human resource you have limited manpower yes as we've said so you really need technology in terms of monitoring in theater like i remember one of our professors was telling us there would be this anesthesiologist even after the monitor was invented they still used to place their hand on the pulse of the patient on the patient's arm so they would feel the pulse if the pulse changes and akuliza eh daktari hapo umefinya kitu mna bleed sana ama nini so so there is that of course the machines in theater nowadays and even those ones in the icus and in the world they able to detect eh the oxygenation level is dropping the heart rate has gone too high um, uh, the way the heart is beating has changed so you're getting into we usually call them arrhythmias so you have abnormal beats of your heart it's able to detect this patient is almost waking up now because the vitals are changing so it will have alarms so it will be beeping and at the same time it can also take recordings so the same machine can tell you the bp at 10 am when you started the surgery was this because it takes them at intervals so at 10 10:15 10:30 11:12 so you're able to see how the bp was ranging until uh, you finish the surgery and you're able to record it on another maybe different piece of paper and stuff like that and of course as we had mentioned you can still record your operation notes and whatever you noted in surgery or your post operative care plan on your computer system on your tablet on your laptop or anything that you have so Austin eh no na time imesonga so it's been it's been a good session for me by the way I've, I've learned a lot I hope even listeners have also gained a thing or two and for the tech lovers like me they have learned mm. a lot I, even after this I think I'll go and do even more research because whenever I'm learning something new it's, it 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 jazzes me so much So Austin, I don't know if you have anything to say to our listeners, maybe anything about DJing, doctor, maybe you, you, you might have you might have left. <laughs> mm, mm. No, final I think uh, uh, final remarks I would say uh, your health is very important, you need to prioritize it. Kiona issue atakamona lemewa financially, just try do something about it. We also need to embrace technology. Sometimes these things are expensive. But in terms of making a correct diagnosis, in terms of making the surgery easier for us, and in terms of giving you the best quality of treatment that you'd expect, we still have to send you for these expensive tests, do these expensive investigations. So just embrace them. It's all in favor of your good health and sorting you out and getting you back to 100%. Mm. Hey, there have been complaints that doctors just are doing that to her to <laughs> <me> get <because>, a uh, <laughs> bill. 
Yeah, actually people complain used to the hospital bill lakini hiyo ni story ya skingine. It's a long topic. <laughs> it's a long topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, I understand when you say it's a long topic because there's there's a lot involved in it from insurance to Mm-hmm. the business part and so many things yeah, yeah of course for me let's draw boundaries at the tech i'm sure there are other guys who maybe they're involved in that these areas but i'm fascinated i don't know i don't know if you you enjoyed the session yeah uh, mm. i need Did to know think of, of things uh, definitely definitely like you know you, you get to appreciate what technology has done for medicine and how much easier and faster i'm able to do what i'm able to do yeah and and we just mm. hope that in future things are only going to get better yeah of course and i look forward to operating on someone using a robot by the <laughs> <laughs> i don't look forward to be being operated by a robot i don't look forward to being on that table <laughs> hey, imagine imagine just me on my sofa hapa na control pad na nikimaliza na na fungua ps na nazidi But it's it, it's interesting because people can take over a plane yeah imagine their home yeah. and land mm. it uh, and fly it mm. just in case you don't need exactly. like to to ask is there is there a pilot in the in the in the nini yes, no exactly mm. you just connect to somebody there and he flies the plane mm. anyway mm-hmm. that's another mm-hmm. topic for another day <laughs> still true true so austin uh, mm-hmm. i think we are going to end now it's been quite good uh, i enjoyed i hope even the listeners enjoyed the session and learned a lot so yeah. with that i'm going to end this session this i think will be one of our longest episode but i think it was totally worth it Definitely. so <laughs> listeners goodbye and uh, see you next time but